guess who's back? And Beck is less black because she doesn't have a tan on. <laughs> and she's got more energy now. She's back. Um, yeah, that joke was about Beck being uh, comp tan. Yeah, having about 700 coats of tan on. But I still do. It's still on my knuckles and on my feet. Yeah, it's so it's funny. It's terrible. It literally stains everything, like your nails and everything. Like it's Yeah, so bad. it's so bad. Even my belly button. Oh, my God. <laughs> In your belly button, in your like earlet. literally, and it hurts to scrub it out. Oh, not good, not good. If you don't know, um, when you go do like a bodybuilding competition, you literally have to get like five layers of tan, and it re- is ridiculous. Like it literally gets everywhere, and it is so hard to scrub off. Like you're literally oh, basically scrubbing your skin off. It literally just lingers on your skin. Yeah, there's only so much you can scrub before you like crying about it <laughs> yeah oh my god oh, anyway um guys as you probably are aware by the title we are going to do a little bit of a wrap up of the comp season and i put a question box up asking you guys to ask us some questions to touch base on everything so um i guess i'm gonna jump straight into it and wrap up how the season was because it was an absolute fucking banger of success for me and i didn't expect it to be well i wanted it to be as successful as what it was but i didn't expect to do as well if that makes sense Mm. but yeah um walked away with four first places made it to overalls in states and internationals miss out on a pro card but like i'm fucking stoked yeah all golds all golds as you should be like (laughs) yeah such a good season and Mm, like such a good season you put in the hard work and it's just so good to be rewarded like not every time you will get rewarded because sometimes like you know you can put in just as much work as the girl next to you but sometimes they just go for a different look but it's like obviously this season they were going for like that teeny tiny little waist like which you have and they're going for those popping glutes and like nice like little shoulders because I think that's the thing is like with bikini, the criteria changes quite frequently. And um, what annoys me the most is people going um, on into a show and being like, I deserve a pro card or I deserve this. No, you don't deserve shit. You never like, know who, <laughs> it's like who it's going for. Because I walked into that show going, well, if they go for a girl who has more muscle and more density, like I'm not it. Um, yeah. And like... I knew that I brought my absolute best package and it just so happened that the look that I brought was exactly what they wanted for this season. Small waist, like I had a little bit of shoulders, glutes. Um, I could have definitely brought a little bit more conditioning to my legs, but that's something that like I I know, but like obviously my front pose and my glutes or whatever look I was bringing, that was exactly what they wanted. So fucking pretty stoked pretty stoked but like that doesn't discredit anybody else and their physique because there was like the caliber of girls was fucking unreal and nationals was the biggest show that we've ever actually had Mm. so it was quite um not scary but it was very humbling being backstage being like okay like this is fucking anyone's like this pro card could go to anybody yeah and it's like just because you won overalls at your states doesn't mean you're going to get the pro card because there was um i watched the male show and there was plenty of males that won the queensland like state show like mm-hmm. overall and then they didn't even get a placing they didn't they didn't even get top five like they and 
it, they'll like, kind of pushed out. Yeah, and literally it goes both ways. Like I know so many girls who didn't place in other states and then they placed at nationals, mm. which is really good because there were so many physiques. So I was like, fuck, I would reward that. Like yeah. she fits it so well. And then there was people who placed in their state shows that didn't even get a look at in nationals. So mm. you never know, guys. And also it, it depends what they're looking for. And if you can go away between your state show and nationals and come back like better and fitting the criteria of what they want then like you're in for a chance but yeah insane insane so I'm now two weeks well a week post comp um since nationals like a week and two days but mm. yeah just wild how is that like over and done with now I know it's <laughs> so crazy to me like just like watching you guys all go through it um because obviously like you were prepping um emily like my housemate she's still prepping because she's doing um amateur olympia yeah um, she's fucking looking in unreal yeah it's crazy and then like you know luke he was prepping as well so it's crazy to see like so many people like obviously finish now like some people have c- continued on to do japan and they're probably going to go over to the states and do like amateur olympia and stuff but um yeah it's just crazy like so much hard work and then it's like oh it's over like yeah. <laughs> it's like almost like your lead up into a wedding like you know and people are prepping so much for that it wedding it literally is and like then everything it's just leads done. to that one day well two days maybe three days but so you know what I mean? it's kind of normal to get the post comp blues like it's like after any big event like for instance you know um graduating or something like that like I remember graduating high school and just being like, oh my God, I can't wait to graduate, I can't wait to graduate. And then you finally graduate and then you're like, oh, what now? Okay, that's done. Like, and you kind of almost come, like, you're like excited and stuff and you're glad it's done. But then you also kind of like miss like just seeing your friends every day and like having Mm -hmm. that routine. Um, And it's a whole new different routine as well because like, even though I still have a bit of cardio in my day, like it is not as much as what I was doing between shows like I've got a little bit more food behind me and stuff like that but like all the things like the check-ins with posing like I don't have to do that anymore like I can Mm. still be posing and stuff like that but my sessions aren't as long and like my steps have decreased and stuff like that so now I've got more like spare time I'm like oh my god what do you like what do you do (laughs) we podcast yeah we podcast (laughs) literally we life we get back to business like oh I'm so excited like so many good things are gonna happen like obviously like it's great competing and um it's such a great achievement but it takes a lot of energy time money everything like your resources are just like zapped Mm -hmm. and post-comp I feel like you almost get like excited to then go back into business and um you kind of get excited to do other things like if you do have other things going on where I think where people kind of fall short is when they just their whole life revolves around prep and then they're just like waiting for the next time that they can prep and it's like they don't have anything else to be excited about in their life sometimes people use prep as like a distraction of what's actually happening in life as well I've Mm. seen that before and then like they come out and then it's like shitstorm oh yeah like definitely um I feel like prep can really make you so lazy being focused that everything else everything else in life is kind of just pushed to the side and then when you finish prep it's like everything else is still sitting there and yeah. now you have to deal with <laughs> it's it like the attention over here please um like I know that towards the end because I had three girls competing I had to stop taking on new clients um especially around my comps and stuff like that just because like you're running around getting your tans like all your appointments and things like that Mm. you've got hardly any like 
energy or brain cells left to even communicate with another human, let alone sign a client up. So I stopped taking on clients for about four weeks. Um, And then next week, as of Monday, I'm starting my intakes again. So I'm really excited to have Mm. like, I literally got a list of new girls starting on Monday and I'm so, so excited for that. But yeah, it's, it's good to have a little bit of energy behind me now. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, because you're giving so much, like you can't give to anyone else. And unfortunately, like, if you run a business, you know that it's pretty much 24-7. It's really hard to switch off sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll have people messaging me at like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then, you know, they yeah. want their program now. Like they might not, like for instance, I'll have people inquire, you know, over the weekend or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's get everything sorted for next week so you can start Monday. And guarantee they won't get all their shit back to me until Sunday. And yeah, then no, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday's for like you for recouping for like resetting and stuff like that. Like I've definitely learned that like Sundays I set up for the week, but I don't touch my work. Yeah, sometimes I'll like do a few check-ins just if I do have a lot of shit on Mondays. Yeah. But um yeah, like it's like people will have the whole week, but then they'll like they'll be like, "Hey, oh. it's 8:30 Sunday night. What you doing?" Yeah, I'll be like <laughs> 9 o'clock Sunday night and they're like, "Oh, I paid you and I sent back all my forms. Like, can I get my program ready for tomorrow morning cuz I want to go train at 5 a.m." And I'm like, "Uh, uh no. Watching like, Yellowstone go away." No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when does that come out? Um not this Monday, I think the next. So, yeah. <laughs> so so excited. I don't know where I was going with that, but like just be cognizant that like, you know, we have lives too, you know, like and unfortunately like we don't really like our days off are meant to be weekends, but that's when most of our clients are messaging us. You gotta fill up your own cup though, because if you don't fill up your own cup, then you're just like literally pouring empty and mm, yeah. So it's just like just be patient and just remember that you're not Boundaries. my you're not my only client. So just please be patient and also just be like respectful of like if I do say like hey like on Monday I'm like please get the stuff sorted so then we can get started next Monday just realize yeah. that I'm not a magician like if you message me at nine o'clock on a Sunday night like I'm not gonna be like oh better get that program sorted and like stay I up until 12. A lot of people don't realize it's like um, a lot of coaches are hands-on behind the scenes doing everything themselves and it's not like insert big Instagram name here with million followers and then like the program's already done behind the scenes and all they have to do is log in like it's yeah. not cookie cutter it, everything is customized yeah and that's but the yeah. thing is like if you want that like instant program then go do one of those instant eight-week challenges or something but yeah. um, if you do want a custom program and like and you want that one-on-one kind of coaching then it does take time for that coach to create that program and that's what you want and that's you, what you, you want you want to be able to be like yeah that coach needs a day to get things sorted for me because like then you know you're legit yeah like if if it's only also a- sorry about my voice guys i don't know what's happened but i'm a bit croaky today Ooh. i feel like everyone's kind of getting a hay fever oh it's probably that yeah like i've had a bit of hay fever lately yeah, because i didn't really talk to anyone yesterday oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> finally use my voice don't talk to um, me all right, let's, let's get into questions. Questions, questions. Uh, not enough opportunities for pros in Australia. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a question. It was, um, yeah, do you feel there's not enough opportunities for pros in Australia? Well, yeah, like there's one show a year. Um, Definitely or- not. We need <laughs> yeah. We need more shows and like, I'm going to say this, more pro cards given out. Oh, yeah. Like, because, yeah, you go to any other, um, like, so Japan this weekend – 
they give out three pro cards for bikini. I'm so excited to see who um, gets a pro card. And she, like even, you know, in the States, a lot of their national shows give out like three pro cards. Um, We're very like it depends on reserved the with giving them out. We're very, very reserved, which I mean, it's because during COVID and stuff, like we obviously had a few missed seasons. So there, there was probably three pro cards that weren't given out because mm-hmm. there was three shows that didn't happen. Um but yeah like also i think like pro card should be given if they're deserved like if say the judges really can't decide and it's like between one point like i think yeah sure like you know give two out yeah but i think like um i know for instance like wbff they give out six per show like so they have an amount like so it's not like a given that every single category will get a pro card like it's like if they deserve it yeah, that's a good way to do it. Because, mm, like, I guess then, you know, for instance, if you do have, um, say, no one in fitness, yeah, then you could then give that pro card to, like, bikini or classic physique or whatever. Like, distribute it, like, more for who deserves it rather than just to give in, like, for instance, if, you well, know. I guess we've got to give it to somebody. Yeah, like, if, like, yeah. I don't know, no one shows up for, like, wellness or something. Or, like, the people that do show up, they're, like, hmm, first time are looking. Yeah. Um, and don't look like they could step straight on a pro stage, then don't give out a pro card. Because there's so many physiques that are pro-worthy to step on a pro stage. And, like, you would want more girls well, and guys to be representing Australia overseas. Like, there are so many people who are, like, I want to get a pro card so then I can go step on pro stages overseas. But, yep. like, they're still chasing that pro card. Because that's the problem is, like, you can sometimes – be chasing the pro card for so long that you get so exhausted and by the time you turn pro you're like oh i'm done yeah like <laughs> you know what i mean but like and like and then those people already have pro physiques yeah but they're just still chasing that yeah i so. do yeah i can think of a few people that like um like fuck they should they deserve it like they mm-hmm. if they went overseas they'll just get it straight away but um it's yeah, just the no, way I'm it is excited to see what happens overseas at the moment but um i think like yeah with Australia because we are so far away like it does cost like 10 to 15 thousand dollars to get overseas to go um compete in America Mm -hmm. so like people don't realize like I was getting asked a lot obviously the past month while you've been um competing like when are you competing next when are you competing next and I'm like well you know you got to realize that it costs money to like it's all out of my own pocket yep to to fly accommodation your registrations your tent your bikini everything else that goes in between yeah like because like for instance like a lot of people just jump straight into a prep and they don't realize that like it adds up like you need to have at least five to ten thousand dollars like sitting there ready to go so like you can pay for your posing coach your actual coach your supplements your food um your bikini your heels your jewelry um your bloody satin robe that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, legit, but like all of these registration yep. tan your tan, your, your tan was 250 dollars. my tan was 250 dollars for nationals guys 250 dollars for a tan so like yeah. your hair like the girls are definitely worth it like protein is definitely worth it but like no one sees that cost yeah behind the scenes people don't like my realize. bikini was 600 dollars. yeah so like it adds up like yeah before you've even like you know gone overseas like yep. if you're doing like a, a local show like you didn't have to pay for a flight or accommodation or anything because i'm so thankful for that lucky states and nationals was here but um yeah like that adds up and like if you're mm-hmm. you know flying somewhere for a competition you need to be there a few days before 
so that yep. you your body can adjust and you can get rid of your fluid and whatever. And then it's normally always on a weekend as well. So if you're booking a hotel, the hotel's more expensive on mm-hmm. weekends. So just something to consider. So shout out if anyone wants to sponsor me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I also, w- anyone wants to sponsor me to go overseas and compete, fucking throw it at me because I had so many questions. Like, are you going overseas? And I'm like, oh my God, no. Like, like I didn't even con- – like, I, well, I definitely considered it. Mm. But, like, also – when you see the cost of it, you're like, uh, I might just breathe for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because like, I yeah, I thought like you'd do well in Japan, um, and I wanted you to do that, but uh, yeah. But then they did, they had the whole visa thing, and then they yeah. finally they finally re- Japan like, wasn't actually that expensive to go to, so no, it wasn't too bad. But also, it is probably a challenge. kicking myself now, but yeah, it I'll is what it about, is. I'll cry about it later. It's <laughs> what it is. Um. But yeah, like if for instance, like flights to get to America is like four grand. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. Like five grand sometimes, depending on your dates. Um, and that's return. And then you know, our dollar is like sixty cents to their dollar. Mm-hmm. So every like you buy a salad over there, and it's like using it twenty five bucks already. Yeah, you think it's ten dollars? It's not ten dollars. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Laura Young, who won her pro card, she says, um, I love you too and uh, your vibe backstage. She <laughs> is a freaking vibe of a human. Oh, like, my God, I love she her. She is so beautiful. Yeah, we had mad chats backstage. Like, honestly, just seeing her win her pro card, that was just unreal. Yeah. Uh, Good yeah. human. Good human. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just like so – yeah, I just love her. I think she's amazing. We went um and did like a little – bodybuilder photo shoot thing um at i think it was like powerhouse or something yeah powerhouse um with like emily and a few other photographers and it was just so fun we were just like pumping up and then getting photos and stuff like she's such a vibe and like she's also trained by my coach scotty as well and it's so funny because like there was a bit of drama there with like one of the other girls who left the team and i just find it kind of ironic that like i've turned (laughs) pro laura's now turned pro and this other girl that left felt like she wasn't supported. And I'm like, honestly, I have like, Scotty is like one of the best coaches ever. Like I honestly. Scotty is a good bean. And I can say like, I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even coached by Scotty and I can see his results. Like, honestly, like I'm just like, oh, it anno- it's like someone talking bad about your dad. Like oh. Scotty is like my comp prep dad. Like he's my, he's my stage dad. And like when someone talks bad about him and says like, oh, that they've had a, a bad experience. I'm like, well, maybe it's you, not him. I'm just going to say this as well. But if you're going to fucking slander someone across social media, like you've got to be really careful with that. Like that's that's pretty like dog, if you ask me. <laughs> dog. <laughs> it's pretty dog, actually. Dogs are pretty loyal. Well, it's pretty unprofessional. Like It's very unprofessional and it's, it's very bad sport mentality. Mm. Like you're crying over a placing yeah um you should be happy that you even placed oh like there's like 30 girls on stage yeah and if you've come second or third like there's one of the other girls like have you seen that meme where it's like the the kids are like um on the stand and it's like the kid that's placed first is like crying and then the kid that played placed third is like yay like yeah. holding out the middle. <laughs> and i'm just like you know there's 30 girls on that stage like second and third could have gone to anyone else mm-hmm. and just be like grateful that you're there and that you achieved that goal. Yeah. And it's like, yes, it might not be the result that you wanted, but maybe your expectations were a little bit too high. I'm actually going to 
bring this back to something that Ian said in yeah. yoga once. Oh, yes. And he said that the blame doesn't go on anybody else. When you start putting the blame on outside things, like the weather's too hot, like, oh, my mum did this or blah, blah, blah. When you start putting blame on things you have a lot of inner work that you need to be doing mm-hmm. because there is nothing in the world you can blame on anything or anyone else other than yourself. And I'm like, yeah, your coach probably could have carved you up more or could have done this or could have done that. But at the end of the day, you can't blame anything but yourself. And I'm like, that mm. is some deep shit right there. But yeah, that was this bit of a situation, guys. Bit of a tea, but anyway. A bit of a tea. But that's the thing too is like people don't realise that like, you know – it takes years. Like I've been, we've both been competing since. It 2000. took me seven years to get what I got. Yeah, like we have been competing since two thousand fifteen, and we've both had different coaches previously. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't badmouth my previous coaches. Like I'm less like I learn a lot from them, but like I changed coaches because I wanted a specific IFBB coach, yep. and I was just lucky enough to kind of like stumble up upon Scotty, um, and. Like, Scotty and I have been working together since, like, 2018. And, you know, the first two seasons that I did with Scotty, like, I didn't get any placings at all. But I stuck it out because I – like, he believed in me and I believed in him. Yeah. And you you have to, like – I I don't know. I just respect loyalty so much. And, like, yep. when you – And he always had the faith in you that you would keep going, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. And it's like, well, obviously it eventually paid off. And it's just like, you have to give time to your coach to understand your body as well. And that's why I try and tell my clients too. I'm like, it's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in four weeks. But like in six months time, you will start to see the results. Exactly. Like you will, you will look back and be like, oh, I get it now. Like I was coaching with Troy a year before we even started my prep. Mm. So a lot of people were really like, oh, that was just a prep that Beck did with Troy like straight off the bat kind of thing but no we were coaching for a year before I even stepped on that stage so we understood my body and even saying that like there's so many things that we could have done from states to nationals that's different that could have actually pushed me probably to even get a pro card but that is now something that we learned if you know what I mean like we know exactly how I went in those shows like if I went to Japan do you reckon like I could have gotten a pro card, like come in a little bit tighter, you know, pumped up my shoulders a lot more, all of these things. But that's something that you learn in your first season with your coach that you bring into the next one. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I don't ever think of like, if you're losing, like, I don't know, it, you never lose. Like if you think about it, like yeah. if, it's just all learning outcomes. So it's like, if you come second and you wanted to come first, just learn from that. Okay, yeah, what can I do better? Even if you came fucking dead last on the stage, like what can you do better than that? Jocko, extreme ownership. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, everyone should go listen to, like it's an audible, um, but also he does a book and it's called Extreme Ownership. Yeah. And it is the best fucking book I have ever read. Oh, it is you know amazing. You know what's fucked? Yeah. That, oh no, I think it's... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that is literally on my bedside table as my next book book to read. So good. So, so good. Because like extreme ownership is about not blaming your opposing coach, not blaming your coach, not blaming um, your boyfriend or your best friend or I Oh, because I prepped through winter that my skin did this. No, fuck, fuck that. Fuck everything. You had fucking boxes to tick. You have, yes, genetics 
play a part in it. But hard work always out trumps genetics. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some people's genetics are just not suited to certain like categories. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like there's some girls who would much prefer to be an actual like fitness girl. Yeah. I could never be a fitness girl. If you know what I mean? Like I'm quite quite small. We'll have to learn how to do flips. Yeah, if you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not I'm not at all. Like <laughs> yeah. oh God, how funny. Imagine like us trying to like do I'm like, like I uh, no, imagine me do, trying to do a fucking cartwheel. That fitness girl was amazing, by the way. Mm. She was incredible at nas- nationals. I was just like, if you know what I mean, was in like, awe. like fucking unreal. I'll have to suss out what her name is, but oh yeah. my god, like her body was insane, and then the whole like routine was crazy, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. Um, next question was, how do we navigate work, life, and prep? Um, to do list, calendar, and scheduling. Fuck it everything in everything um i'm gonna say the best way i did it was um i always plan my days the day before Mm -hmm. so i am to the time on the time get shit done so i would pretty much i would run through my like normal day i would wake up do my morning routine check in with my coach every like second day go downstairs get half my cardio or some of my cardio done to just knock out a good chunk because I went and brought a bike off marketplace. I would highly fucking recommend either getting a treadmill or some sort of cardio equipment at your place because the last thing you want to be doing in those last weeks is going to the gym to get cardio done. I got so much stuff done on my phone and stuff like that when I was at home and it was just a fucking breeze. Walk Bernie um, and then I would get into some work, do what I needed to do around the house, um, any editing and things like that. Then I'll go to the gym just after lunch because, you know, calories getting a little bit lower. So pre-workout was normally my lunch. Do that, posing, come home, walk Bernie again, get my last of my steps in and then more work, dinner. And then I'm usually in bed by like 8.39 reading. Fucking knackered, to be honest. Um, Everything's scheduled in that I cannot fucking recommend this enough. Yeah, 100%. Like, especially when I was in prep, I would literally have everything, like, in my calendar set out, like, by the times. Um, And I would even, yeah, like, set out your week the week before. Just put everything in your bloody calendar. Like, because just, like, little things, like, you forget shit. Like, you forget about your lash appointment or you're, like, you know, oh, crap, I need to go get my blah done my nails yep. or my hair or whatever like you need to schedule that in and then you need to schedule it around your um your workouts and your cardio and everything as well so like sometimes like I remember like especially when I was working full-time I was like fuck like how do people get all this shit in because I'm like every afternoon I was either training or doing cardio so like yeah you'd have to try and schedule it in on your rest days or whatever like so yeah, just being like really like onto your schedule and like having that to do list and um yeah, just being proactive I guess. But yeah, to do list, um calendar in your iPhone as well is a fucking lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Um and being very time conscious as well, but also setting those boundaries. Like I was saying no to a lot of events and hanging out with certain people because I knew one it would drain my energy to it was just not aligning with anything mm. and just saying no because I knew it would take say a five-hour round trip to go and do something and I was like mm. I don't have that sort of time no. like unfortunately you just have to know that like yeah you're going to be really selfish with your time and you just you have to say no to a lot yeah definitely 
Um, I feel like that's with like anything though in life. Like if you're doing uni or like, yeah. you know, for instance, like I'm studying right now and like there's, there's certain times where like I have to be quite selfish with my time and like, you know, spend Friday night or Saturday night doing an assignment because like I just got to get shit done. Like, or, you know, sometimes I don't have time for gym because I've literally been at uni for like 12 hours. Like, I mean, I can always kind of squeeze it in, but sometimes it just gets like chaotic trying to manage like um work and studying and training and stuff so like my training has definitely dropped a little bit like since being in this like last period of uni like so but see that's where the shift happens as well like imagine if you were in prep the uni would drop or you're like you know seeing friends and like relationships in general like start to drop off and stuff like that so it's all about like that balance I remember someone telling me that like um your life is like you've got four or five pots on the stove at the one time and there's only one really hot like stove and you're constantly having to try and balance them so like you're constantly bringing like one to the front to like heat it up and then you got to take it back to the back and then you're bringing the other one over like I feel like that's me at the moment now it's like the business and like relationships is like come back into part like into play yeah it's like you're just constantly trying to like heat up the different pans with the one stove top this isn't a quick question do comp heels hurt no they don't actually they are one of the comfiest shoes to be honest um depends on which brand you get and stuff but oh um, yeah actually it depends on what brand but like the ones i had were actually super comfy what brand and what um, style they are the flare 402s um they don't have a strap on the back i did the strapless um ones and then just got a, like a clear cover on them but yeah now they were super comfy mm. the only time that they start to hurt is when you're in your position for so fucking long but like if you wear heels on generally like you'd be fucking sweet um in regards to the strap or no strap which one did you prefer um i always used to do a strap around your ankle um but my posing coach renee said no strap and then troy also was like no strap Mm. and i was like oh my god no because i felt more secure with it but i learned to walk in just the ones without the strap and it worked in my favor because i have really like mobile ankles and when you have the strap around it it like does cut off a lot of your mobility because you like with the way that you pose with your heel Mm. and this is completely personal preference as Mm. well but the way that I posed it worked in my favor not to have the straps because then I could point my toes a lot better get into my positions a lot better and also I feel like it's like training wheels versus not training wheels Mm. that I was just like, fuck it, just go deep in. If you can pose without the strap, you're fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah, true. Also, I did find it looked a lot better as well. Like, I wasn't rubbing on my tan or anything. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. All right. Posing coaches. So posing coaches. You pose with Renee? Yeah, so I pose with Renee. Um, this is just my advice. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Don't come at me, anybody. But um, if I was going to be going through a posing coach, I would be looking at things like, how well they've done in their seasons. Are they a pro? Do they have other posing coaches? How well do they pro? Do they win a like a posing award? Did you look at their energy on stage and you were like fucking boss? If not, I probably wouldn't go through them. To be honest, you were wasting your time and your money. Mm. Um, there is a handful of people that I haven't posed through, but I look at their clients and I'm like, they are amazing. Like mm. I would go through them. Um, if you do want a posing recommendation, just DM me. I will let you know. But obviously I'm sitting with a posing coach right now. Hey. And Jess was amazing with it as well. Even though I posed through Renee, I did have Jess like just come over and just like 
eyeball my posing and stuff like that and she just like she's like oh make sure you do this make sure you do that um and that was just awesome like yeah so would recommend Jess um would recommend Renee um there's just a few others I would recommend as well but Mm. I would not be going through someone who's just competed and they're like I'm offering posing sessions like Mm. unfortunately some people just think that they pose really well because their posing coach taught them to pose um, and they're just going to, honestly, they're going to take the, you know, 50, 60, 70, $80, $100 or whatever they're going to charge you and going to teach you their posing routine. 100%. 100%. They're going to do exactly what their posing coach has taught them and then do it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That bullshit. That bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, ah, oh, that's one thing that kind of annoys me is like, Especially when someone I know for certain, this person, um, their posing was not great um, and they've, like, they even got feedback saying that their presentation needed work um, on the state show and um, now they're a posing coach and I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, Bro, sit down. like you do you, whatever. Like if you're silly enough to go with that person for posing, good luck, but like yeah look. think about it you're getting on stage for one reason one of the biggest components is posing and your presentation yeah like would you not want to go through one of the best to be the best it's like going like if you've got a coach that does i don't know icn and they've known nothing about ifb it's like doing that like they've yeah. got no idea like yeah they might know a little bit about how to do comp prep or whatever but it's like they're not the best for you and it's like, if you want to do the best and go f- with the best. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think like, yeah, with so many posing coaches out there, like the thing too that annoys me is like, oh, I get a lot of clients that they can pose, but then they've got a lot of really bad habits. So then I have to keep going over and over and over those bad habits to try and change it. And it's yeah. so much easier to go with someone that's like got no bad habits and then you can kind of just tweak them. So it's like, Almost like you're then going to – if I don't know. It's like, for instance, like if you go to Dodgy Dave to get a table made and then <laughs> the table gets made and it's all wonky and stuff, then you yeah. have to get it remade and then you're paying twice as much anyway. It's like asking for a marble bench top, but then you get a lamination. Yeah, exactly. It's, it looks the same. Same thing, right? Like, <laughs> but like, uh. yeah, it's just like you're going to end up paying twice as much anyway. So you may as well just pay a little bit more and go with someone that's a little bit more reputable. For like 5 to $10 a week, you're better to invest that 5 to $10 a week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know how much these people are charging, but whatever. I don't know. But just go with someone that, like, you like their style because yeah. – um, and go with someone that kind of, like – You vibe with. Yeah, that you vibe with because, like, you know, you're going to be working with them for a few weeks, like, not just a few weeks, like, I'm talking months. Yeah. So, um, definitely and go start, – And start as early as you can because mm. I started with Renee probably, like, 18 weeks out and – um, I would have started earlier, but she was going through season A clients and yeah. just didn't have the room to add somebody else in. But like, honestly, I would start a lot earlier than that. Yeah, definitely. The earlier you start, the easier it's going to be because the last like six weeks, your brain's just left the building. So you want to like be going through it like yeah. naturally. So do not come to me expecting miracles when you haven't posed and it, you're yeah. four weeks out. That was actually one of my feedback. It was um, that 
it looked like I was just going through my posting and I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Um, everyone's just like, yeah, you just look like you, you knew exactly flowed. what you flowed. You knew exactly what to be doing and you didn't have to think about what your next move was. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to achieve. And I did it. So yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of people don't realize that you should not have to think about your posing routine as you're walking on stage. Um, and I, I know that previously, like when I first did IFB, I was like, oh, I was so anxious about my posing and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I even yeah. t- like saw someone the night before, like Arnold's years and years ago and, um, you know, changed my posing and stuff. And it was just like, you can alleviate that stress and that anxiety by just getting on top of it way mm-hmm. earlier. Like, and practice, practice, practice every yeah. single day. Like I was doing five to 10 minutes minimum every day some days I would dedicate like an hour to posing but I would make sure I was doing that five to, you know like not was it wasn't even five minutes it was always like 15 minutes every mm. day like you don't see it on social media people doing all the fucking work behind the scenes mm. but it was morning lunchtime fucking nighttime after a gym session like if you're in the kitchen cooking your dinner like pose 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 like mm-hmm. making sure your footwork is fucking down pat um next question do you need a coach this is also a very (laughs) this is also a very quick question um yes you should have a coach before you even prep like you should not be walking into a comp prep like it's like that's silly like i'm not even gonna fucking fully answer that all right it's like getting in a boat and then being like i'm gonna sail to china from the gold coast and not having a navigation system and just being like wee let's go (laughs) unless you know how to adjust your calories do your training program everything else like yeah okay next um (laughs) how was the last eight weeks um to be completely honest um it was pretty good um my energy would dip on certain days um normally when I was supposed to be getting my period my energy would dip down there was like one week I almost had to nap but it was like 7 30 I was like out of the building like I was like okay feed me put me to bed um conversations just became like a little bit more minimal but I felt like I handled it pretty all right yeah because I I had everything ticked off the way that it should have been like I never neglected my sleep I was always on point with my food and my water and just making the right choices with what food I was fueling my body with like I never got overly creative with like packaged shit and whatever else but yeah no it wasn't too bad the last two weeks between states and nationals was pretty rough um cardio got increased calories were still really low I didn't get a refeed I literally walked straight into like another depletion like post states I did not eat out Mm. I went home made a steak veggies had a bowl of oats with protein in it um, which was all approved by Troy and he was like, no, like you're not eating out, no treats, nothing. And fucking straight back into it, guys. And that 13 days was pretty fucking rough. Um, Savage. Because it was straight depletion as of like that Sunday. We were straight back into it and then um, no refeeds. Cardio got increased. And like I knew that was going to happen because we needed to bring a better package for nationals. Um, but yeah, energy was just fucking out the building. Yeah. I was just losing it. And then we had our CPD drew as well. Oh God. And that was just taxing on me and then everything else that was happening in life. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, put it plain and simply, that is why I stopped taking on new clients. 
Uh, fave comp prep meal. Oh my god, fucking pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin is life. I used oh. to actually make like pumpkin oats. That was delicious. Oh yes, so good. But yeah, pumpkin helped me get through. Um, mm. barramundi. Yeah, barra. Barra. Um, obviously oats. Oats are a good time. I don't touch no bassa. Fuck that shit. Fuck no. But um, Fuck that. I was really don't touch no broccoli. Ugh. I was even having like omelets towards the end oh, there as well. Love they were a big really omelet. good. But I just honestly, I kept my food in comp prep really stock standard because I didn't want to change anything. And it was just like a lot of whole foods and stuff like that. Because when you eat whole foods, your calories are going to the right spot. Like I wasn't eating, say, um, I don't know, Mars bar, filling my calories up with like a Mars bar or something. There goes 300 calories. But yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. And I kept my lunches almost the same the whole way through as well which is that spaghetti bowl that we spoke about in the other the other potty but yeah it's delicious um yeah i definitely have seen like a few studies where um people all have changed like they didn't change their calories but all they changed was um the foods that they were having and they just swapped like packaged foods for whole foods and that's the thing too is like if you eat a packaged food um the macros on the back can be 20 percent incorrect Yep, 20 to 30 percent as well yeah that's um also with eating out legally they have to just be within 20 to 30 percent of that macro range so even though you think you're having like 200 calories you could be having 220 230 like 260 yeah. like you think about it that kid in the back of grilled is not weighing out that mayo that he's putting on that yeah, burger. He's fuck. like fucking slapping it he's on. A he's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a have fun with that. It tastes delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like that's the oh. thing is like um, and I think as well too, it's really important to hit your micronutrients because if you're um, micronutrient deficient, then your body is going to be craving more food because yep. like you're not that's getting why enough, you're hungry. You're not getting enough vitamins and minerals and things um, to sustain your body, I guess. Where when I was in prep, I didn't really feel that hungry because I was having heaps and heaps of like big salads, like yep. massive volume foods. Like it's being smart with your calories as well because I was like, if you start putting in foods that you're like, oh, that's delicious and you're going for food over taste like taste mm. over satiation like that's exactly why you're going to be hungry so I was making sure I was just enjoying my foods like I love like oh strawberries like love mm. strawberries so I was making sure I was having those morning and night they were sweet enough for me as well so yeah it's just being smart like that I feel like your taste buds change as well so like oh my god I feel like my it tastes, taste buds change so much I feel like it takes about two weeks for your taste buds to to kind of change and adjust. So like if you're, for instance, trying to give up sugar or something, it'll take about two weeks yep. and then your taste buds will change. But if you introduce sugar back in, then you kind of go back to day one, week one. So I found like when I was in prep, I actually found it easier just not to have anything that was like the little chocolate or this or that, whatever, because I found like the strawberries were enough to satiate mm-hmm. me. Um, and dark chocolate. Like I'm eating 90% dark chocolate. Yeah, and like dark chocolate Whoa. and stuff. Like you start to enjoy the more more whole food kind of thing so just something to think about um all right let's go yeah. on to preferred bikini brand um, um i've always gone through fit angel so yeah same i've always gone through fit angel but can't comment on the other ones i know this six seven bikini yeah seven bikini they look fucking unreal too they always look really good too um, um that would be the the top two tier ones yeah um, 
Most annoying questions about prep. Mm. Oh, but you can't wait to eat. I am eating. I just can't wait to eat more. Yeah. Um, or like, oh, I bet you can't wait to eat a burger after. And I was like, I actually wasn't craving a burger, but thank you. <laughs> or people asking for you cardio and your calories. Not sharing that with you. Like, mm, no, because people start copying. Like Karen that like wants to lose like two kilos or something and then they're like i'm gonna do your diet because you look good and you're like no this is not gonna work for you you're gonna lose two kilos and then gain four kilos so don't don't do that yeah no (laughs) they're pretty like stock standard silly questions um or even like i was even getting asked what i was gonna do post comp like competitions wise and i wasn't even at states yet and i was like please just let me get to states first and then nationals Mm. and then i'll think about what i'm doing after (laughs) yeah just like i just get asked a thousand and one times when i'm like when am i competing next and i'm just like everyone please just leave me alone get off me back i don't even know but like i mean obviously like it's nice that people are still thinking of me and stuff but um yeah like just just be mindful like you know sometimes it can Um, can get a bit much because like you're not the only person that's asked that like so and i also just want to like say as well like competing takes a lot from the competitor as well yeah like so you get people who are like when are you competing again oh you should really should blah 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 and back it up like my prep was pretty much six months like that is a a long time to be in prep to be on point with your diet like a lot of people can't even go six days on their diet let alone six months like yes it is really fucking rewarding but it's also rewarding just to have a little bit more flexibility in life if you know what i mean like yeah we love our (laughs) meat croissants i've only had like literally one and a half since i think i've had like six but anyway. I really want another one. Um, I've had 12. I've had 12. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Um, we went to Loon and spent way too much money. And then just like brought me one. And it was, even though it was like two days old, it was still fucking amazing. Ha. But yeah, I got I mine from my French pastries and it was so good. I did, ended up sharing it, mm. but it was absolutely mainly amazing. Um, dealing with nerves. Um, so before I get on stage, I do a lot of like deep breathing and yep. I'm, I'm quite woo-woo because like before I got on stage, I'm like, this is my day. Like I'm here to do one thing. You know exactly what you're doing. Positive I've, affirmations. Positive affirmations. Visualization. And I actually kept telling myself before I got on the stage, I'm like, your energy will introduce you first, Beck. And I'm like, being nervous and afraid will show and it will not help you with your posing. It will not help you on that stage. Mm. That is not your emotion do not feel it let like you got to let yourself feel the nerves but then bring it out as excitement Mm -hmm. bring it like and you can't be excited and nervous at the same time if you know what i mean like and like um renee said something really good to me she's like you be grateful to be on that stage yeah because she's like you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time either Mm -mm. so i was like literally when we were pumping up i was like I'm here. And I'm like, I'm here. This is my day. You've yeah. worked so hard for this, Beck. Um, get out there and show them exactly who you are. I'm yeah. like, you are stepping into your energy. Like, the mm-hmm. energy will just flow. And, like, I feel like I brought that to the stage definitely at Nationals. Yeah. My energy was just like, she's here. Hello. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I was literally, like, so calm. Like, 
I was just chilling backstage, just in, in my own little zone. Oh, that's like, another thing to do as well. Just be like in your zone backstage as well. Yeah. Like I was like happy to like at States, I feel like I was a bit more like chatty and like getting photos with everyone. But nationals, I think because um, I was just more focused and I was more yeah. zen and it was a longer day as well. So I was kind of just trying to preserve my energy because like I don't really eat a lot on comp day because like I've got IBS and I can blow it out really quickly. Um, so yeah, I was just like chilling, zenning out, just like really like listening to like music that really kind of vibe, like, you know, yeah. good vibe, good, happy vibes. Like, yeah, I took my headphones for nationals and was listening to music for a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of just nice just to like be in your own energy and just like visualize yourself going on stage. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do you feel? Like, are you yeah. happy? Um, and then also, yeah, just like positive affirmations, like talking to yourself positively, I find it so interesting, like, um, I actually had a client message me, um, we were both in defense together years and years ago, and um, she messaged me saying that, um, she was like, oh, it's so good to see, like, you know, your business doing well and everything, like, she's like, I actually used to be, like, really jealous of you, like, back in the day, like, when you used to go to the base gym, and she's like, you just seemed like you had such a perfect life, and I was like, no one's life is perfect, perfect like, enough. especially at that point in time when I was in defense, like, my life was just, like, chaotic like and I was especially towards the end of my military career like I was just like miserable because I just wasn't aligning with me anymore and it just like I could feel it like the friction in my life so it's just like just and she was like oh I was comparing myself to you and I almost got so jealous of you that I started to hate you and I was like that's really interesting like because you know you can look at someone be like they have a perfect life and they've got this and they got that and then you're comparing yourself to that person but it's like most of the time you never know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in that person's life. Like you don't know if they're struggling, what's going on in their family, what's going on. You know, like we all go out into the world with a front on. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing is comparison is the thief of joy. If you are on comp day and you're comparing yourself to every single girl backstage, um, I just feel like you're just instantly in a losing mindset where if you comparing yourself to say like the state show versus national and you're like fuck you're like I, I've looked so much better like yeah that's a positive mindset to be in whereas if you're like looking at yourself then you're looking at the girl next to you and you're like oh these girls are killer like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do well like you're mm. instantly like well, your mindset is already at a loss when I was at states I was just like sitting down chilling eating you know vibing and stuff like that and I could hear these girls being like oh I'm gonna cry when I get on stage like oh well whatever I've made it to this point um blah 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 and like talking about already losing yeah and I was like no that's not my energy like uh, I'm going out there being a boss ass bitch you gotta be a boss (laughs) yeah and I'm like like, if you are already talking about how you're gonna get on that stage and oh I can't wait to get off already because like you know it's going to be fun to lose and stuff like that. Well, what? You've already set yourself up to lose. Yeah, that's a crap mindset. Because, like, again, coming back to energy and how you present yourself on stage. Mm. And also, I just want to, like, say this as well. Someone who looks one way backstage and, like, in their Instagram photos or, like, just in general. Mm. And then when they get on stage, it can be two different things. Oh, 100%. Like, your posing can, like, make or break you. And also, like... I'm just going to say this as well. Like a lot of people put their best angles on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then there's some Edit people the who – Oh, but then there's some people who literally don't put a lot out on Instagram and then you see them in real life and you're like, holy shit. There's <laughs> always dark horses. There's dark horses. There's people who just like 
I'm going to say this as well, like don't know how to take a good angled photo or don't have someone to take a good angled photo for them. So like they just put a photo up and then you're like, holy fuck, you look so much better in real life. Yeah. You know what's funny? Troy actually said that to me. He's like, at States, he's like, wow, you look so much better in person. I'm like, that is the best compliment. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to take that. That's so funny. I love that. Mm. um, I always get like, people think that I'm shorter. It's they're like, oh, really? Yeah. They're always like, (laughs) or... I don't know. It's like, it's always about my height. Actually, I did have someone say that, that they thought I would have been in like B or something like that. I'm like, oh no, I'm a big dog. Yeah. Like I've had a few people be like, oh, I didn't realize how tall you were. Like you don't really look that tall in your photos. I'm like, well, yeah, like it's a photo. Yeah. Like, it depends on, me up. depends on who you're standing <laughs> next to. Like if I'm standing next to a midget, I look like a giant, but like, yeah. like a midget. Huh? But like, <laughs> you know, um, I feel like, yeah, it's just like, you know, photos don't always do people justice, nah. you know, like, and then also sometimes um, you will get backstage and be like, oh my God, that girl's going to kill it. She's going to do so well. And then she yep. doesn't even place. Like, yep. So you, you never know. know. Like, and that's the thing too, is like, um, until you're like sitting in the audience, kind of like looking up at the stage, you understand because you're like looking at everyone's back shots and you're comparing everyone. And you're like, oh, I get it. Cause that girl's glutes are like, you know, she's got heaps like massive quads and glutes. So she should yeah. probably go in wellness instead of bikini or, oh, this girl's like super jacked in the upper body, but she doesn't have like the glutes to match it. Like, so like you even can me see comparing it. like, um, like in like certain shots from the stage, I'm like, oh, if I just worked on that and I worked on this and I brought that up, blah, blah, blah. I know exactly what my weaknesses are. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like even though those people all look amazing in their own right, but when you compare them in the lineup together, mm-hmm. like there's only got to be one winner. Like, so, yeah. And sometimes like, you know, the different height classes too, like there might be one height classes got like killers in it. Like they might be like, you know, the top five are all killers Yeah. where another height class, there might only be really one standout girl. Like, so sometimes it's not always like, you know, fair. If yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Like, it just really depends on who you're up against. Yeah. never. You just never know who's going to show up on the fucking day as well. Yeah. So, so, um, just got to bring your best, you know? All right. Last question. Choosing bikini colour. Um, so, as you guys probably seen, as if you followed me on Instagram, I chose a hot pink one for states and then a, like, I, I call it a mermaid blue for nationals so mm. I wanted to do something that represented my personality the hot pink I love pink um and it just that was a fucking vibe of a, a bikini that pink yeah and it was just me it suited I've got dark hair it was just so beautiful under the lights and things like that that was why I did it um I knew that it would suit the tan as well and the dark hair Mm. and then I really wanted another blue because I've done blue in the past and they've worked really well um I just didn't want to go as dark as like the royal blue that I've done and I thought if fuck it I've always wanted to do something bright suits my personality it blues suit dark hair as well yeah um and i wanted to do something that was going to stand out on stage and it just happens to be that everyone had the same idea with that blue but it is so beautiful um and that's exactly how i chose it and i honestly just chose it based on personality preference but i didn't want to do something that was too dark for me um because i find that if i go too dark it does wash me out a little bit yeah, and I think it makes you look smaller as well. Yeah, 
like um so if you're a smaller girl probably go like a lighter brighter color um and then if you're like you know a more jacked girl then you can probably go from more of a darker color yeah because like for instance like if you are really like slender and you don't have a lot of muscle and you wear black it's probably not gonna suit like um so you kind of have to yeah you you have to kind of just try it on and whatever you're confident is like in so like if you never wear red and then you want to wear a red bikini like I mean go for it but just be like aware that like whatever color you feel most confident in like mm-hmm. if you're going to go out to the pav or whatever on the weekend like what dress would you wear and like what yeah, do you feel confident in like what's your color um and the thing too with like black um sometimes like because you've got a dark tan if you've got dark hair it can be like a lot of dark dark on dark on yeah. dark and don't try and do something because it's different do something because it's different and it suits you i'm mm. just gonna say this as well because there's only certain people who can pull off a black bikini uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Emmy, Emmy, yeah like yeah like literally um and just leave it to those people like maybe if you wanted to do something different don't go for black maybe go for like an orange or a really bright green or something like that mm. maybe that's your color don't do it because it's somebody else's yeah and i think like um change your gems up as well actually yeah like a lot of um a lot of girls kind of like oh what's everyone else doing i don't want to do like they want to be different to what everyone else is doing but like don't stress too much about it because it's like you can't control what rocks up in the day like look at the blue that i wore there was like easily like another 10 girls yeah it doesn't like i didn't not place because of my bikini color i came first still yeah you know what i mean like every season there's always like a popular color like there's always kind of like a color that is just popular like red one season and then it'll be blue the next and then it'll be green the next and then it'll be purple like it kind of goes through phases so like you know and at the end of the day like sometimes the top three will all be in the blue yeah it doesn't matter like they're not gonna gonna be like oh oh nope there's too many blues up here hang on we're gonna go for a green we we Um, need to get another girl in here to mix it up (laughs) yeah oh um we actually prefer the reds this season so yeah and like it doesn't matter like go with what you feel so confident and happy in um and it shows because I loved my bikini colors and Mm -hmm. I was like I was so happy to wear this and I wasn't second guessing myself I'm like this is my bikini. This is my color. I feel happy in it. It gives me joy. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just making sure the bikini fits properly as well. Like you don't want under boob. Um, Also, you don't want the connectors to be like sitting um, too like loosely on the hips. Like you want to be able to get like a little bit of a V going on. Like, so like you can kind of hike them up on your hips a little bit. Yeah. A nice pro cut pro cut like so they want to like you want to make sure that it sits on your glutes nicely as well like we don't want no saggy bums like yeah you know you just really you don't f- want any briefs on either <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, co- really fucking wide bikinis full coverage like yeah. yeah and like even for your tops as well like if you've got natural boobs like maybe think about getting more of the bra cup kind of yeah. style like you know just making sure that everything like it, i think the fit is more important than um like yes the color is important but i but think the fit the fit the card like if you your connectors as well if you're unsure about colors just go for a royal color like you mm-hmm. can't really go wrong with the royal color like so royal green blue red um you know like maybe not so much a yellow or orange Even purples are pretty universal yeah purple's good like anything that's kind of like a bright royal color um just because you want it to not get washed out by the stage lights which are yeah. normally like a 
giant bright yellow orangey good way to light. do it go get a fucking super dark spray tan yeah go out go get a super dark spray tan go put on some bikinis and see how you feel on them yeah yeah that's a good idea because yeah. yeah that's the thing too is like if you try it like on a bikini and you're like pale white you're gonna be like oh it doesn't look good but the thing is you're gonna you're literally gonna be like five shades darker like you're mm-hmm. you're gonna be brown brown like, like and not even just i had a spray tan brown like i'm talking like five layers like of like, 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 like you accidentally spilt the spray tan tub on you like spray tan you laid in a bath <laughs> full of spray tan and like, like that's it yeah <laughs> like, oh, oh so good all righty guys well there's an hour of power for you a little bit of a wrap up all your questions answered um we are loving being back recording potties for you guys. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you do have any recommendations or any suggestions for us to touch base on in our next episode, do let us know. But we are totally here for it. We have the best day or night whenever you're listening. Bye. Bye.